welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast, and it's 2014. Oh my goodness. Happy New Year, everybody. Today I'm with Lori Cameron. She's a leadership consultant, an executive coach, an awesome facilitator and speaker, and she brings consciousness and mindfulness to business. And what I love about you, Lori. Hi, Lori, by the way. Hi. Hi. Welcome to 2014. I'm excited. I'm excited for next year. I know. A few days away. Well, it's a few days away now, but when this podcast airs, it'll it'll be 2014. So we're like time traveling today. I love it. That's very cool. That's one of my resolutions to time travel more, right? So we're going to talk today, Lori, about setting goals effectively, consciously, mindfully, because I want to do it this year. Every year we make these ridiculous resolutions and, you know, some of them get done. But, you know, for the most part, we make resolutions and we don't we don't really know how to get it done. And what I love about you is you kind of use your right brain and your left brain. You are very intuitive. You really can read your clients. But at the same time, you have all of this knowledge of, you know, psychology and and effective communication and leadership skills and uh, and you bring so much to the table. So I want to tap your right brain and your left brain and talk today about how we can make 2014 the best year of our lives. Is that possible? Can we do that today? It is possible. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. So let's get clear and set some goals. Find out how to set some goals. Um, and you seem to have you, you you have a way of bringing things out of people. I know when we work together, you, gosh, you just bring things out that I never would have thought about. And you have four steps to creating an intentional life map. Talk about these four steps first of all before we start. Well, um, yeah, I think a roadmap. That's I guess the right brain's part of me. I really like a picture, and I like to have a roadmap when I'm. I'm setting out to do something, and in particular, when I'm setting out to create a life that I want to experience, a life that's very intentional and purposeful. So um, we can think of four four sections of this roadmap. The first piece is our core values. The second piece is what are we committed to? The third piece is who do we want to be? And the fourth piece, the fourth, the last piece of the roadmap are our goals and actions or our New Year's resolutions. So we can, if we think about that roadmap, we can see that there's some fundamental foundational bricks that we need to look at before we start walking into goals and actions. And that's what really gives our resolutions, our goals, teeth, as you you like to call them. It really gets them grounded in in, into our lives. So yes. let's do this very methodically. Let's start with core values. What are core values and why are they important for us to adopt or be aware of? So core values um, are really the essential foundational um, ideals that we hold most sacred. And I'll, I'll bring that to life by giving some examples. Okay. Um, core values could be safety and security um, for some people, um, it's recognition and achievement. They, they want to have a certain title. They want to be a, a published author. Um, for other people, it's fame. For some people, um, it could be to be healthy and fit. And you can have 10, 20 core values. The key in this work is to identifying all your core values and then, and then doing that refinement to get down to five or six that you're really going to focus on and really hold dear to your heart. So others are um, peace, wealth, security, uh, freedom and autonomy, 
For some people, they really want to be, um, they really need to be. It's a core value to be free. They might not, they probably don't want to be married for some. Some mm. people want to be entrepreneurs, um, want to be freelancers. What's a good way that you might suggest that we we tap into our core values? Like, how do we really get still how and do, figure out what they are? I mean. So so one thing I do with my coaching clients, um, and I also do core values core values work with companies. So their companies do the same process. But with uh, my individual clients, I have a core values inventory or a values worksheet. And you can Google that. Um, I, I'll have that resource on my website probably at the end of this month. But um, it's a worksheet that lists all the, you know, it could be 50 possible values. And you go through and you say you circle the, the top 20, the ones that really speak to you. Okay. Um, and then you start to prioritize and you start to say, well, this is really important to me. But if I, if I was doing a forced ranking, I would pick this one higher than the other one. Okay. So, so, so put, forced like, number rank. them. Yeah. Like number five. them one to yeah. 10 and okay. then pick cool. your top five. Okay. Okay. So we are aware, we're conscious, we're mindful of our core values. Then, it, then we come to our commitments. Um, you say declaring a commitment about what we are here to do in life is an essential element in creating the structural tension needed for pull, for motivation, for focus. That tension is necessary. Mm -hmm. Talk about commitments and, and why it's important to have that tension. So, um, you know, the, I love the word commitment, and that comes from a guy, Richard Strozzi, out in uh, California. He um, So a lot of people talk about goals and outcomes, but a commitment actually has a lot more teeth to, to throw that metaphor out because a goal is kind of out there. Yes. You know, I have a goal to um, teach people the the mindsets and practices of being more mindful in life. But if I say I am committed to being a mindfulness teacher in business, it is powerful and I feel it differently. So so commitment is something that you feel committed to. I have a client um, that is committed to um, securing a positive legacy for the um, elder president, George Bush. I have a, a client who's committed to um, moving his family to Europe and, and raising his children in Germany. So a, a commitment, I've, I, have a, I have a client who's committed to reducing suffering um, for children in Africa, and she travels there twice a year. So a commitment gives you a lot of, it, it creates a, a pull, and that's the structural tension I'm talking about. And that comes from, just imagine a, a rubber band. Mm -hmm. It comes from a great, a great comp music composer and teacher, Robert Fritz. He always holds up a rubber band, and if you pull the bottom of the rubber band down with your forefinger and the top of the rubber band up, you've got a tension. So the bottom of the rubber band is where we are today. And the top of the rubber, ba rubber band is what we're committed to. Right. And if you don't have that commitment, that vision for where you're going, you've got no tension. And you can't pull up from where you are today. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what that piece is about. And tension is important. I mean, that's a really good uh, description of it with, with the rubber band. I like that because you have to have a little bit of tension. You can't be too comfortable, too loose, or nothing yeah. ever gets done. So, so that's I think really that's good. great. If we only have the bottom, like you say, we just kind of sit in our safe comfort zone. We don't pull ourselves out into okay. the riskier areas. Okay. So since we're going through this, okay, we found our core values. Mm -hmm. We've, we are declaring our commitments 
Um, so we write them down, write down. How many commitments do you suggest um, that we... Well, with, you, with my coaching clients, when we're working in a coaching program, we, we work with one commitment. Okay. But, you know, you it's might broad. have an overarching commitment and then you might have two or three. You know, I'm committed to raising my daughter as an optimistic, resilient kid. I mean, that's a daily commitment, that's but I'm also commitment. committed to to bringing mindfulness to business. So I'm living both of those. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have our commitment. And now we move into the third part of this four-tiered process. And it is, who will I be? Being is, a found, is foundational to doing, you say. Who will we be informs the choices we make. So this is, this is another chance for us to bring in our... Um, you know, to take a mindful pause. And I really recommend throughout these four steps that we create a quiet place to really do this. This is inner work. Okay. When we do our resolutions, that's the outer work we're doing in the world. But this is the looking inside piece. So who will I be It really is how do you want to show up? How do people experience you? So when someone comes, so someone's talking to you, Connie, what are they coming away with? I know when I talk to you, I've, I find you to be energetic, positive. Um, you're very creative. We're always coming up with new projects to do. Um, you're collaborative. You're generous. These are qualities that I experience from you. And when we think about who we want to be, that this should really reflect our values. So my values have to do with bringing the spirituality aspects, bringing the soul piece into business and working with individuals and helping people become more centered and grounded. So I need to be centered and grounded. I want to walk the talk, right? right? right. So I can't come in in a, like a Tasmanian devil, you know, into my client's workplace and be frenetic or be reactive or be embody qualities that aren't consistent with my values. You want to be so, in alignment with what yeah, your Yeah, I want to be in alignment. And I think that the B piece is really core before we get to the doing, which is the fourth step. Well, the other thing you say is being is how you feel and how do you want to feel because how we want to feel is really the whole impetus for everything we do. So I I love this process because it makes sense. Like you start at the beginning with the core values, you go to the commitments, and then we Mm -hmm. have to... That, I mean, it's just like it's such a natural progression. How do we want to feel yeah. is, an, is an offshoot of our values and our commitments. So, so let me give you yeah. an example. I, an example. I work with um, – I'm a painter um, as a hobby, and I work with a lot of creative people. And the, the, the blessing and the gift with creative people sometimes is, is it's really hard to be organized. And yes. for some of my creative people that are doing films and other things, they want to be organized. Yeah. And they want to feel organized and they want to feel like they've got all the, the moving elements in control. So we talk about that and under who we want to be, they put organized. And then when we get to the fourth step, we take very practical action steps. So the, when we're going to move into doing, that's going to come out of who we want to be. Okay, so let's. So let's, I have, I can, I'll, and when we get to that, I'll give you an example of one of those creative people. Okay, so let's get into that. We, the fourth step for this. This resolution setting podcast is what do I need to do, right? You say now we get to our inspired goal setting. So here we get to the meat of everything, our strategies and goals and actions that come out of our own uniqueness, our core values and commitments. Okay, so 
what do I need to do? I mean, isn't that the bottom line? Like, what do yeah. you know? But and the thing is, a lot of people, this is very tactical. I mean, mm-hmm. there are strategies to this. Sure. But um, what do I need to do could be, you know, I'm going to write the book that I wanted to write for a while. I'm going to move. I'm going to... Um, uh, change my marital situation. I'm going to get a divorce, or I'm going to look for a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to I'm going to try to have a child. I'm going to um, focus on getting that promotion that I deserve. Um, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to run a marathon. These are all um, really important actions. But a lot of people start there. Yeah. So in December, as they're thinking about looking to the next year, they think, gosh, what are all the things that I want to do? And what we, you and I are sharing is a more strategic and values-based way of coming up with those actions. Well, it makes so much sense. I mean, if, if you say you want to show up in the world as a you, a model for peace or love or joy or whatever, and you feel overweight or you feel mm-hmm. like your finances aren't aren't in order or you're not going to show up as that person. No. So it makes so much sense and it's so much more meaningful to me. So, okay. So give me some examples, like you said, of how to set some goals that come out of these of so, the previous three. So I have, a, I have a client who is committed to, um, committed to, promoting um, animal welfare. And um, he's creating some documentaries um, about saving certain animals that are really uh, under a lot of pressure <laughs> environmentally. Mm-hmm. And um, But he's not very organized. And so he wants to be more organized. His value is preserving animals. His commitment is to creating the documentary. And we came up with very strategic things and tactical things that he needs to do. So he rented an office space. He hired um, a virtual assistant. He, um, we went through and actually organized binders and folders to get all the documents and source information organized. So he's he's being very tactical and practical in his action items, but they're all going back to who he needs to be in order to live out his commitment in the world. So instead, you can of, always go backwards, right? Thread the needle right. backwards, right? I love right? this. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. So if he had not worked with you, perhaps he would have said. I want to produce a documentary about, you know, to help this this cause. But without without going through these steps, he never would have come up with. Yeah. Know, who do these, I need to be? Yeah. So we kind of think about who would, who do I need to be to fulfill on the commitments that are so important to me. So and that really and, and what happens is, is the commitment piece. Um, if we look at um, ladders of motivation, which are like levels of how we really motivate ourselves we're really most people are really motivated by meaning mm-hmm. by doing something mm-hmm. with meaning so right true. so, so true. what this is allowing us to do is come up with commitments things that we really believe in that create meaning in our lives and you asked earlier well um, a lot of times people make resolutions and they don't stick right. well that's because they're not attached to meaningful things mm, to purpose so good that's good okay so so for example when we we are making our resolutions based on, you know, the first three tiers of this this process that you've so wonderfully introduced to me. I can't wait to get started. Um, you have you have a way of breaking it down into a yearly mm-hmm. plan. Now talk yeah. about that because I think that, that that's a really that's a really key. Not you, you don't want to have like 
20,000 resolutions. And for January. For January, yeah. Because <laughs> then everyone gets depressed on January 30th, right? Yeah, you right? go to the so, gym the first week. I mean, how many people are at the gym the first week of January? And how many people are there the first week of February? Exactly. So that's a perfect example. There's data on that. Yeah. So um, what I use is a I call it my yearly roadmap. And I come up with, um, you know, based on my core values and my commitments, I'll come up with um, just say six strategies, six big goals that are really important for me to accomplish in 2014. And then each of those goals will have some action items, right? So there's Mm -hmm. some smaller steps that have to take place. But what I really look at is I I divide the year and I, because I'm the, this is the right brain for me, but I take white paper. I don't do this on the computer. I draw out um, like a timeline of the year. I divide it into four sections for quarters, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And I look at what I want to do for the year, and I layer it into the quarters. So I don't front load everything in the first three months. Mm -hmm. But I really look at, well, you know, I really wanted to um, last, you know, 2013, I did one leg of a triathlon. This year, I want to add the bike. So when I, when do I want to layer that on? Well, I think I'll do that in the second quarter. It'll be spring. It'll be easier for me to train for that. I'm going to add that new project for me in the second quarter. Um, for me, I am working on a book, and I've already layered that into Q1 and Q2. So it's the first six months of the year. Um, I'll, I'll have a lot of travel internationally. Um, most of that loaded into the third quarter of this year. So this this makes our roadmap and our goals and commitments doable mm-hmm. because we layer them and then we can also look at the context of what's happening in our business life, our family life, other things that might in- interfere with goals so that we can be realistic. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And it's so tangible when it's there on a, yeah. on a big piece of paper and, and you actually write yeah. it. Using you as an example, Laurie J. Cameron, um, <laughs> you want to become a leader of, a teacher of enlightened leaders globally and expand your wonderful uh, coaching and leadership uh, skills. So you are now, you've applied to the Google, the Search Inside Yourself leadership course. Can you talk about that? That's that's a pretty prestigious uh, thing you're mm. about to I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I, I just got accepted into the Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute's um, first cohort of teachers. So the mission of this organization, which is um, uh, founded by the guy at Google who started this wonderful program of looking within, of bringing mindfulness and emotional intelligence to leadership. He did that at Google, and it was so successful, he kind of – it kind of spun out of Google. It still exists there, but he started – um, an institute to bring this to companies worldwide. So they don't so, accept just anybody. I might. Well, so. yeah, it was. Um, cool. I, I feel very honored that they chose me, and I'll start with them in February. Neat. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. And you've announced um, publicly on this podcast that you will have a book by the end of the year. So <laughs> oh, no. you know, you're. you're I did. My listeners I? will be holding you accountable. So <laughs> just saying, for more information about your work, and if someone's interested in working with you personally or professionally um, in in business, how can they find you? Well, they can find me um, as of January 1 um, at www.lauriejcameron.com. But another goal that I will 
publicly state okay. is um, by January 30th, I'll have my new um, my new company website launched, and that is Purpose Blue. So that'll be www.purposeblue.com. Okay, you said it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Lori, thank you so much. This has been so enlightening, as always. Everything you say is just, oh, it just feeds my soul. And I'm, I'm seriously going to work through this program because Excellent. this is, this is really. This is the year. I feel it. I feel it. 2014 is going to be the year of big things for you, it's, for it's me, exciting. for all our listeners. I love it. It's awesome. I all love right. it. Well, okay, happy great. new year, darling. Happy new year Thanks to you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love being here with you. <laughs>